Hello everybody, this is Brother Ed for Where in the World is Brother Ed, Whispering Winds, and you were created to make a difference. This evening's program is going to be kind of a little bit here, a little bit there. It's not going to follow really a, an outline, but talk a little bit about this and a little bit about that. One of the things I'd like to talk about is how how are each of you doing uh, in this pandemic? And what is going on in your life? And I want you, uh, if you can, be honest with yourself. If you're feeling frustrated, if you feel like you're just like you can't go anywhere, you want to, you want to scream, you want to, you, you want to run, and you don't know where to, want, you, you have no idea where you want to run. Um, that is perfectly okay. Lots of people I have talked to um, are going a little stir crazy, cabin fever, and that is normal. What is not normal is if you don't talk about it. It's important to talk about it. If you don't talk about it, uh, you will jump off the curb. And we don't want anybody jumping off curbs. So it's important to find somebody, a friend, a loved one, to talk about what is it that is driving you absolutely out of your mind with what's going on. Okay, now we're going to switch because there, there are people also who are finding this time of uh, seclusion, uh, quarantine, to be an absolute gift from God, to be alone, to be just to be. Lots of people have talked about they've put off lots of different projects at home uh, that they finally have been able to get to. Uh, they've been able to read some books, watch uh, some movies that they hadn't seen, uh, create some new dishes uh, to eat, uh, that is food dishes. <laughs> um, so there's a great deal of lots of feelings going on out there. And so it's really important that you know that, that you're not alone. You're not alone. What I find most um, heartbreaking are people who uh, are in the hospital, loved ones in the hospital, and, and you can't get to them. You can't talk to them. You can't come near them. Some have died alone uh, in the sense that they had no family there. But I have to say, I can't tell you how uh, blessed we are to have these awesome nurses and nurse practitioners, doctors, you know, to be with people as they uh, would be there dying. Somebody was with them. And that is really a gift. That is the gift of being a first responder. Some people have been really concerned about children, and I am too, because, you know, kids 
They know something's not right. And they, of all people, with all the energy they have, uh, and then they have all that energy taken away very quickly, and you have to stay home, you got to do your homework, you got to go online, you got to watch everything, you got, uh, you got, there's no contact with friends. It's hard. The good thing is that we're all going through this together. This is not just, you know, the city that you live in, or the state that you live in, or the country, it's the world. And it gives parents an opportunity to really sit down with their kids and, and, and to, to sit with them and, and ask them those questions. Don't be afraid to ask because all of us were once children. And take yourself back to about 8, 9, 10 years old. I, I will go back to the time I was in probably the second and third grade. And I remember very clearly telling my friends, I'll, I'll think of this. An eight-year-old telling friends that, you know, I'm really happy that my great-grandmother has died. That she wouldn't have to experience uh, World War III. Because we were on the brink. We were on the brink of having another world war in the late 50s, early 60s. It was frightening. You know, we're at school, not only tornado drills... We had bomb drills, air raid drills, you know. So we had our sense, uh, our set of worries too. And I and my parents never said anything to us. Don't tell the kids. We won't upset them. That I think is um, wrong. I think you really need to sit down and and just say to the kids, you know, what's going on in this world right now. We are all trying our best to live out whatever the mandates are of the local government and the country. And we're going to try and keep you safe. We're going to try and keep you um, uh, at home and, and fed. And we're going to try and go to help you with schoolwork. Try to encourage children and to reassure children that you're going to be there for them. Because in their little minds... They have big thoughts. They think about everything. And they get scared. You know, I used to sit, and even to this day, of course, I haven't been in high school work now for almost 30 years now. And I loved it. But I remember uh, when I was at Bennett in Lyle, um, I used to ask the principal, you know, would it be okay if I... Uh, this is before I got into the dean's office. Can I go down to the dean's office and ring the fire alarm? I, I really don't want to be in the classroom when that thing goes up. Uh, it would make me jump, and I would be on needles and pins, scared to death. And and really, it goes back to the days when I was in grade school. Um, when I was in first grade, there was a terrible, terrible fire where 96 children and three nuns died in Chicago at Our Lady of the Angels grade school. Many may, may remember that if, if you lived around that time. And it was awful. And the frightening thing was, I, we saw them on the news taking children out that were dead and nuns that were dead. And 
for us as kids, well, the nuns, we just never gave it a thought that they would ever even die. They, they were a whole different kind of, you know, there was the angels, uh, there were the nuns, and then there was human beings. Somehow the nuns were very special to us. We just didn't think of them ever getting sick, getting hurt, uh, having, um, you know, bad days. And they were just as human as anybody else, but we just didn't realize that. And to see that on TV, I don't know what was going on, but my parents must have uh, we must have been watching the news, and I watched with them. And it, and I think probably our parents, uh, my parents, most likely I don't know for sure, said, uh, you know, you have to be careful in school. The fire alarm goes off. Be aware of your surroundings. Uh, you don't panic, you walk uh, um, swiftly, not run, and get out of that building as quickly as possible. Well, those kind of things stay in your head. And I, I never forgot that. So, you know, um, every time and place, kids and adults have um, things they have to... To worry about and we really live in a time today where we should be able to tell our children most anything uh, because kids are pretty smart and if you don't tell them they're gonna find out from someone and today with the um, social media well I mean you might as well you know they, they, they learn everything that way so it's very important you are the first teachers tell them what's going on um, as well as they can re uh, understand uh, with their uh, their capabilities. You know, some kids are, are too young to understand. Um, so the other thing I, I have found that has been a positive is that those who do have families, you know, um, where there's some stability in the family, um, that somehow the family is getting along very well together. They have been very creative in, in housework, uh, chores, schoolwork, recreation. I'm impressed. Um, and then there are others that just never learned how to do those kind of skills. And then when the pandemic came and the quarantine came, mom and dad are now, well, now what do I do with these kids? I, I don't, they, you know, they go to school most of the time when they're with their teachers. Now I have to figure out everything. So it's given everybody a little bit of time to, <laughs> to think about what's important. Uh, and, um, you know, so let's, let's not um, let our guards down because we're not over this yet. You can see that happening. Uh, it, it's really important to, to respect the mandates of the government and uh, the mandates of uh, your church or synagogue or temple, what, you know, whatever they have in place. You know, we have that here um, in, in our parish church. So anyway, I, I just thought I'd bring some of those kind of things up because I think that's pretty important talk about and and to think about uh, one, one of the things um, 
for many of you, I'm not sure if you're aware that, you know, I, I belong to a religious community of the Roman Catholic Church. I belong to an order. There are many orders in the church, many congregations, and mine is uh, the Franciscans. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say, well, gosh, what do you do? I said, well, you know what? <laughs> our vocation, really, our vocation as a Franciscan friar first is to be men that live in fraternity, men who live in prayer and community. Everything else is secondary. So we have been doing this for years. You know, we've lived kind of a a, a quasi-active uh, um, contemplative life. And we've learned in community to take time out of the busy day to do prayer, to do reflection, to enjoy each other's company. Uh, I learned just in these last three months that, you know what, nobody's starved to death. I can cook. And it has worked. It has worked. Um, we've learned uh, about other things too, you know, uh, making sure <laughs> we have a plumbing problem, what to do. We've had plumbing problems. Um, and we've all just kind of picked up and said, well, let's do this, let's do that. And we did it, you know. So we haven't had too much of a difficulty. I don't, I don't see religious men and women in uh, living in community lives don't have. They don't really have too many problems with this this, this pandemic uh, confinement period because part of it is that we have to do that. That's part of our life. And people are asking us, "How do you do it?" Well, first of all, you got to prioritize what is what's important in your life. And if you don't have God in your life, and I'm not, I'm not preaching here. I'm here to preach. But I have to tell you, if you don't have something to go to, well, then how do you survive? You just call it quits? No. You have some kind of a, a faith-based experience, and you have to have that. You've got to have God in your life, at least for me. Again... I'm not preaching. I'm just saying what I feel. God is very important to me. And with that, we, you know, we as uh, Catholics, as Christians, we believe in a triune God. We believe in the Trinity. There's a Father, a Son, and a Spirit. And all three are equal in nature. But they all do particular things. And that is how we've learned those particular things in fraternal life, in community. Because if something is out of balance, something's going to go wrong. I, I, I'm sure that's like that in any family. It, it surely is in our, our religious life. you got to have some kind of structure. So, for example, we have morning prayer every day. Um, 8.15, evening prayer, 6.15. We Zoom uh, to friars who cannot be with us because uh, they're uh, in other uh, community uh, houses that they can't get back. So we, we, we see them twice a day. Um, you know, we, as a community, uh, we get together uh, at 8 o'clock and we watch a movie. Anything. Uh, you know, humorous, drama, um, you know, anything. Just that we're there together. 
And that's two hours right there. And then time to go to bed. And we start filming over again the next day. Um, for me, I get out every day. I was getting out every day, even during the pandemic, at least uh, right after about a month. I, I said, no, this is, this is, I got to do something different. And so I would. And I prayed to God that God uh, made sure that the cemeteries were still open because all the parks closed. So I found myself at uh, any one of the many cemeteries we have in Joliet. Just sit here and just talk to God. Bring a book. Read. Um, I brought my computer. I, I did my email. I did some research. So there's all kinds of things we can do. Well, listen, we're getting close to the end here of our time. And uh, again, I want to um, thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Uh, I'm sorry I'm rambling on here because that's what I'm really doing. But this is the nature of my podcast. To talk about anything and everything. So I, I want to leave you with this. Um, be positive. Be positive, and I can assure you, the days will not be so bad. Do something good for others. One of the things I, I have done, and I'll, I'll just give you an idea what to do. Bake cookies and take them to cemeteries and give them to the gravediggers because... The grave digger never, ever gets a thank you. And I can assure you, they will have a grin on their face. And they'll say probably something like this. You know, nobody has ever brought us anything. And they're the people who are going to see your loved ones for the last time. They are tenderly putting them in the ground and covering them up. What a gift. That's an idea. We used to do it when I was stationed in Quincy with kids during Christmas and Easter, and it worked beautifully. Everybody really enjoyed it. And then we started doing it during the middle of the year. So there are all kinds of ways we can bring God's love, God's way, God's message to other people. And finally, I want you to think about the gift of gratitude. What are you gratitude? Uh, what do you have in your life that you are uh, in gratitude for? What has been in your life that you can say, I am grateful for this, this, and this? For me personally, I am grateful for my family, my fraternal order, Franciscans, my brothers and sisters in the fire department and police department. Pray for them and pray for me. This is Brother Ed for Where in the World is Brother Ed, Whispering Winds, 
and you are called to make a difference.